if you want to grow deeper with God tonight, that will happen. Prepare your heart for that. All right? So, uh, tonight, can you guess what we're talking about? Man, y'all are so smart. Yeah. No, so, we're, yeah, we're going to be talking about hearing God's voice. Maybe you've been here, you, you, you're here and you're saying, man, that is something I've always wanted to hear. That's something I've always wanted to experience is to hear God's voice, to know how God speaks. And tonight, if you apply what I'm going to teach, and we're going to have a moment to respond to that. Because uh, I believe the response is powerful because the word says we shouldn't just be hearers but doers of the word, right? So that's what this, re- that, just to give you a heads up so you know what to prepare for, we're going to have a time re- to respond. So if you're like, I need a word from the Lord today, prepare your heart for that. Because uh, ask and you'll receive, seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be open to you. So I guess before I get into things... Um, so every so often, I listen to Joe Rogan. Do y'all know who Joe Rogan is? I mean, he is, I think he probably has the biggest podcast out there. Um, so a, a very big podcaster. So uh, I listen to his podcast, and I listen to him on YouTube. And you know, like, I don't have YouTube premium, so I, I get ads, right? There's this ad right now, and he, like, does anybody consistently watch YouTube right now? So, I don't know if you've had this ad, but I have had this ad where it's like, uh, if the government didn't pay you $6,400 last night in subsidy, you're getting scammed right now. Okay, yeah, see, you've seen that ad. Uh, I see it all the time. So, I was like, hold up. So, I looked it up. I was like, is this $6,400 from the government? Is this legit or a scam? And it's like, it's a scam. It, I kind of got that scam vibe, um, but what was interesting about this specific scam was uh, that right in the beginning, there was a picture of Joe Rogan, and the whole ad was in Joe Rogan's voice, but here's the interesting thing. So I, like, this ad popped up right after, a, like, a, I just listened to a Joe Rogan episode. His voice sounded really similar but I could still tell, I was like, there's just something a little bit off about it. Yeah. So it was, this was like an AI-generated voice of this podcaster, Joe Rogan. And they, they, they were really sneaky. They put like a picture of Joe Rogan, and they put subtitles over his mouth because like the, the voiceover didn't line up with his lips. So they put the subtitles over his lips so you, so you couldn't really tell. But... If I wasn't listening to a Joe Rogan video right before, I would not have caught that that was not Joe Rogan in that ad. But I did because I, I, was, I understood what Joe Rogan's real voice sounded like. And man, it is so similar with how we hear from God. Because, I mean, you've probably experienced there are all sorts of voices in your life. You got your, your, your own voice. You got voices from your friends and your family. You got voices from social media. And you got voices that, you know, you got God telling you stuff. You got the enemy telling you stuff. And you're like, this is a lot. God, what is from you? And so, um, let's, so that, I just wanted to, with that story, kind of set the tone for where we're going, okay? In order to hear God's voice, we've got to be in the presence of God. It's quite simple, right? But, so, like, you know, you, you may have had a moment in life where you're just like, God, where are you at? And God's like, I have always been here. Where are you at? I can't talk to you if you're not with me. 
Just like your friends and your family that are not here right now, they are not going to hear the message I'm giving because they are not in my presence. So if you desire to hear from God, we have to be in God's presence. So in 2 Timothy 3.16, I love this scripture. And it, it quite simply says, all scripture is God-breathed. Let's read it together. And it is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Okay, so we're talking about hearing from God. How does God speak to us? What what is required to speak? Breath. If I am not breathing as I'm talking, there will be no voice. There will be no word. I can't hold my breath and talk. God breathed into Scripture. He breathed into the Holy Bible. This is quite literally God's word. In 2 Timothy, he breathed in it. All Scripture is God breathed. He, he breathed life into this. So I, I want to, you know, sometimes we, we overcomplicate hearing God's word, but I think God made it quite simple. In John 8, 47, it says, whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. And that's kind of what I started off with. You know, my, like, God, where are you at? Well, are you a, are you truly being a disciple and in, in following after him and learning the word, learning how Jesus lived and trying to replicate that and be a mirror of God? Because if you are God's people, he, he will speak to you. You got to be in the presence of God to hear what God is saying. In 1 Thessalonians 2.13, it says, And we also thank God continually because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as human word, but as it is actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. So in these scriptures, I mean, I find this very clear and strong evidence that the written Bible is breathed, and inspired by God, and this book is quite literally God's Word. If you only remember one thing tonight, it, I want you to remember this. The Bible is God speaking to you. That is why it is alive and living. That is why it is sharper than a double-edged sword, because this is life. This is quite literally God speaking to you. So if you want to hear God's voice, you got to know his word, right? And as we read his word, we are in his presence. And I want you to start with the word in your spirit and not in your heart. And this is what I, this is what I mean by this. There's so many times when, or at least for me, it might be you, where I am like, I, you know, I kind of feel a little dry and I'm like, I just need, I just need some direction. I need a word from the Lord. And and I just kind of follow my heart with that, and I, I just start with prayer, and I'm just praying, and I'm praying, and I'm not really getting anything. And I think it's a lot of times because we're praying, and we're neglecting his word. God speaks through this primarily. And then as we know his word, and we follow that up with prayer, and we feel like God is speaking us uh, speaking to us something, it will always line up with this. His word will never return void. 
So we have to start with the word in our spirit and not just follow what our heart is pulling us to do. Start with the word in your spirit because that will lead you to clarity and direction. The primary way God speaks to us is through the Bible. That's the main point for tonight. And, and, and I, I relate hearing God and learning how God speaks to us and learning what God's voice sounds like. It's like learning a new language. You know, sometimes, like, you know, you're all learning some Spanish right now. I was in Spanish in high school. It was really challenging because uh, I did it all online. I didn't actually have a Spanish teacher. Um, but so, it's, you know, hearing from God is kind of like learning a new language. Whenever I first started learning Spanish, I would get things wrong quite often because I wasn't familiar of how the Spanish language was spoken, how it was used in context and all this stuff. But as I heard uh, Spanish being spoken more, I understood how it was used, how it sounded, and then I was getting better at speaking Spanish. I'm not really good at speaking Spanish, but I did get better and it's just like growing and hearing God's voice. It's like learning a new language. When we first start, it might seem a little overwhelming of like, how can I get this? Like, I feel so confused and lost and scatterbrained. The more you do it, the easier it gets. The more you do it, the, the more you understand. The more familiar, familiar you are with God's voice. So don't get so frustrated in, in, the, in the beginning growing pains of hearing from God because it's a process. We, we have to be okay with learning, and sometimes learning requires some failures. And, and so in Proverbs, there's this big theme, and we're going to go there, um, that wisdom and knowledge is really powerful. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is wisdom. In, in, in the word, I forget the reference, but it, the word says, if any of you lack wisdom, ask and I will give it to you freely. And wisdom is so important. It is so powerful. So if you lack the word, you will lack wisdom. And I just want to say God speaks through wisdom. Because, I mean, wisdom is valuable. When we live a life full of wisdom, I believe that is living a life with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is so wise. He always guides, directs. And I want to just say, wisdom is not so much a, a sentence spoke, but a sense felt. It, wisdom is something that, that you just, you kind of just feel and you know that is right. You know, I, I don't have to explain this much because in, in, in your journey of life, if you're about to make a decision and you ask yourself, hmm, what is the wise thing to do? You could pretty easily figure that out when you say, okay, what is the wise thing to do? You can kind of just feel what that wise decision is. But a lot of times we want to do the unwise thing because that satisfies our flesh. So the Holy Spirit, he speaks through the word first and then through wisdom. Again, we got to know it. This is God's word. It is inspired by him. And as we know it, the more we know the word, I think, the more God speaks to us in our spirit, through the Holy Spirit, through wisdom. Wisdom is so important. And, I, and this is also separating, we, you know, 
having the word and starting with the word in our spirit versus just starting with trying to hear from God in our heart. We got to pursue the word first. It is so important. So uh, that is kind of, you know, hearing from God. What do we need to do to hear from God? Well, we got to be in God's presence. We have to understand that the Bible is quite literally the Word of God. That's how we hear from God. And now, so what does God's voice sound like? So uh, y'all have y'all's Bibles. Turn to 1 Kings chapter 19, and we're going to read verses 11 through 18. So uh, this is in the Old Testament. So read with me. Again, how does God speak, okay? What does God's voice sound like? I think we find a really good answer here. The Lord said, and this is to Elijah, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. Actually, pause. Let me give you some, uh, some, yeah, a refresher of what happens right before this. So Elijah, he is a prophet, right? And he kills these uh, false prophets, and Queen Jezebel is furious. So, uh... Elijah is quite literally running for his life. He comes to the point where he is ready to give up. He says, if I die, oh well. He, he just kind of gives up on life. Now, an angel of the Lord comes and gives him food and water. So, it, I mean, it's a supernatural miracle. It is amazing. So then with that fuel that the angel gave him, he walks to this mountain. Okay, He's in a desperate situation. He's kind of hopeless. And he really needs a word from God. He really needs needs direction. And he finds this as he's obedient, okay? Uh, verse, we'll start back in verse 11. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Again, Elijah had to go into God's presence, right? To hear his word. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord, finish it with me, was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mountain of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? In verse 14, he replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left. Now they are trying to kill me too. In, the, in verse 15, it says, The Lord said to him, Go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint... Uh, Hazel, king over Aram, also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel, and anoint Elisha, son of uh, Shaphat, from Abel. And, and let's go to verse 17. Jehu will put to death any who escape the sword, and then Elijah will put to death any who escape the sword. So, uh, this is an amazing story. Elijah, he's in a desperate situation. He says, I'm the last one left. I need direction from you, God. So what does he do? He goes to the mountain where God's presence is. And get this, there are loud things all around him. There's this great uh, fire and earthquake and wind, and God wasn't in any of it. 
but he was in the quiet, gentle voice. And God, and, and so when Elijah secludes himself and he goes to the presence of God and he's seeking to hear God's voice, that's exactly what happens. And Elijah is hopeless and, he, and he's like, I just need a word from you, Lord. And get, keep in mind, he's the last prophet. He's running for his life. And, and he says, God says, anoint this person and anoint this person and they will kill these people and bring victory again. And, and man, you can imagine the hope that is filled in Elijah because he heard from God. And now I want to tell you, I've never heard God's voice audibly. I've never felt like he has spoken um, verbal words to me. But I, almost every time God speaks to me, I'm either reading the word or, I'm pers- or I am in the spirit praying and seeking the wisdom from the Holy Spirit. So in Matthew 6, 6, it says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And I think this complements what we just read in 1 Kings 19 very well, because Elijah went to a mountain that was secluded, and there was all these loud things that were very noticeable, but God was in the quiet, gentle voice. And I think this is one reason why God says, go to the secret place, because my voice is gentle and quiet. So if you're surrounded by social media and texting people and watching TV and listening to music, you're going to miss what I have to say, because those things are louder than my gentle voice. So come into the secret place, get rid of all these distractions, pursue me, come into my presence, and let me guide you. There's there's so many times where we feel restless and, and hopeless, and we're just like, God, are you even there? I hear that you're good, I hear that you're great, I hear that you're almighty, but I don't hear you. Are you in the secret place? Because if you're not where God's presence resides, it makes sense that you're not hearing from him. His presence resides in this word, this book, the Holy Bible that is inspired and breathed by God. His presence resides in the secret place when you come into a quiet place and you are desperate for him, saying, God, I need you. Man, that is an atmosphere where God loves to talk. And again, God probably won't speak to you audibly. But as, we're, as our spirits are sensitive to his presence, he will guide us spiritually because we are spiritual beings. You know, I describe the presence of God and the word of God like this, like a, a warm velvet feeling. Like when you, you know, you have those voices, you know, like when you talk to yourself, right, in your head. I feel like God, God talks to us similarly like that. He puts, word, like, impressions on our spirit you know, words on our spirit, and there's so much safety there. There's like, there's a warmness, there's a confidence, there's like that, that, that velvet feeling, it's soft and gentle, and, and it, like learning a new language, like the more you are in that, the more you recognize what that is. 
So the more you are in God's presence and, and, and he gives you a word and you pursue it and it, it comes to pass because God's word will never return void, then you say, yes, that is what your, your word, that is what your voice sounds like. And then you're able to have more clarity. So if you want God to speak to you through your dreams and through your thoughts, you need to know his word and his character first. Because God can speak to you through dreams, and it is amazing. He can speak to you through your thoughts. But if you don't know this, I think if God spoke to you through your dreams and through your thoughts, it could be, a lot of times be confusing. But when you know his word, then if he's speaking to you through your dreams and thoughts, it's, there's a lot more clarity there, and there's a lot more confidence there. So if you want God to speak, because God speaks to us differently, and that's cool, and that's great. But I think, well, actually, I know God speaks to all of us through his word. That is the big point I want to hammer down tonight. It, like this, it doesn't change. Like next year, this is going to say the same thing, and it's going to have the same power, have the same inspiration by the Holy Spirit. This will never leave you, never forsake you, because this is the word of God, and that is powerful and encouraging. Um, you know, I think about it, like the importance of knowing Scripture. Jesus quite literally was tempted by the devil through Scripture. But the devil twisted Scripture, and he, he used it in the wrong context. So, you know, if, if a lot of times the Holy Spirit speaks to us by impressions in our spirit, we have to understand that the devil is strategic. He, he knows how to tempt us. And, and he will take scripture and take it out of context. He, he will give you this one, one little scripture out of this chapter and, and give you that. And then you're so confused and you're lost and you're like, how do I work with that? And I just want to say, if you feel like there is a scripture that pops in your head and you feel condemnation in that and you feel confusion in that, read what's before and after it. And, and, and then see if that lines up and say, okay, devil, I see what you're trying to do, and I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Because, no, if you feel like there's a, like, if, if God is giving you a certain scripture, make sure that lines up with the rest of that context in that chapter, in that story, in the rest of the Bible. Because God is not going to tell you to do something and to give you a piece of scripture that contradicts another piece of scripture. He, yeah, the devil, I'd say the devil probably does have a Bible. He knows it very well because he can use that to confuse us. And, you know, that's why I think it's so beautiful that Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, I, I, I meet, there, you know, certain Christians who are hyper-focused on, on all these little details, and they seem like they're carrying, like, heaviness, that, like, following Jesus is, it's like heavy, it's this daunting task, like how could I ever do this, and, and you know, the, the Bible calls me to do this and do that, and I think the devil tries to put, like, the devil tries to make scripture seem weighty on our life, but when we live by scripture, it's quite literally the opposite of that, it is freeing, man, when we are obedient to what God is calling us to do, it is freeing. And that lines up with his word because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So as, as you know God's word, you will know the lies from the enemy. 
Because, like, as I listened to that Joe Rogan podcast, I, I knew what his real voice sounded like. So as soon as the fake Joe Rogan's voice came up, I was able to recognize that and say, no, that's not the real Joe Rogan because I know what the real Joe Rogan's voice sounds like. And that's why we have to import, that's why it's important to know the real word, the real truth, and know all of it. It is so important, and that will set you up for success. And if you want to hear from God, you have to live with the fear of the Lord. Living with the fear of the Lord has quite, it, like I'm, I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart because I've experienced it, I have seen it, I have lived it out. That has changed my life. The fear of the Lord is so powerful. And in Psalms uh, 110, verse 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it, have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Understanding is clarity. So as we live with the fear of the Lord and we're in the presence of God and we're in His Word and when we're in prayer and we're living with the fear of the Lord, there is understanding so there's clarity, so there's confidence. And the fear of the Lord is having respect, having awe, like what I talked about right before we started worship. Understanding that God is the holy of holies. He is the king of kings. And, and, and you might be here and listening to this entire message and you're saying, Mark, what you're saying is good. I, I, I just don't, I'm overwhelmed and I don't know how to hear from God. I just, I'm overwhelmed by all of this. And I just want to say, do you really respect God? Because he is a good father. And, I mean, think about it. If he is a majestic royal king, and we're saying, God, I, I, I want to be in your presence, and God, I want to feel your love, and I want to hear your voice, and then you said, oh, wait, one second, my friend texted me. God, you know, I love you and you're so good and I think God's standing there and saying, I don't feel like you think I really am the Holy of Holies. Do you really fear me? Do you really understand that the, the power that I have? Do you really understand that the, the sacrifice that I, I gave for you because I love you, because I want to be in relationship with you? That's what desperation is. Remember we did this series a couple weeks ago with, the, with Matthew 5, 6, and 7. There's the Beatitudes, and blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are completely dependent on God. Do you pray like you're dependent on God? Are you falling down on your face in the secret place because you are in the presence of the Holy of Holies? Are you falling down on your face because you are in the presence of the King of Kings? My God is so powerful. And, and we just let distractions after distractions take place of him. You know, we, we go into the secret place for two minutes, and then we get a notification. 
I mean, we would never do that if we were in a meeting with an actual king. We would never do that. It would be so rude and disrespectful. Do you pray to God like he is a king? And you know a king rewards a good servant. Could you stand up? This is your time to respond and talk to God like he is the holy of holies. If you are here and you want to hear from God, if you want to hear what God's voice sounds like, if you need a touch from God, talk to him like he is a king because he is the king of kings. And he gave us a way, a reason to be in relationship with him, to be in his presence. That's what the cross is all about. The Holy of Holies sent his one and only son here on earth, fully human and fully God. And I mean, guess what? We're about to celebrate his birthday. That's what Christmas is all about. That is the birth of, of Jesus. That is the birth of us becoming a new creation because as we fix, fix our eyes on Jesus, man, there is, that is so full of life. 